Thank you for listening to Lone Star Community Radio. This program was broadcasted and recorded live from the LSCR studios in downtown Conroe, Texas. Lone Star Community Radio is supported by listeners like you. Donate and sponsor today. For more information on getting involved with Lone Star Community Radio, contact us at lscrstudios at gmail.com or visit us online at www.irlonestar.com. A continuación, Voces en Acción, el programa comunitario que informa a la comunidad latina. Voces en Acción, la verdad en acción. Voices in Action, the truth in action. Now, con ustedes, Jenny Ibarra. Buenas tardes, buenas noches, donde quiera que usted esté, nuevamente Jenny Rosales con Voces en Acción, trayéndole la información adecuada para que usted se mantenga al tanto e informado. Y esta vez, por favor, presten mucha atención a este show porque necesito que entiendan la gravedad de la situación que está pasando en el área de Montgomery y queremos la asistencia de todos ustedes. Good afternoon, good day, whatever you are. Again, Jenny Rosales with Voces en Acción. Thank you for listening to us. Thank you for watching our show. This time, I'm bringing you little information. I'm going to say little because basically anything that has to do with law enforcement is vital for the community. It's vital for yourself. It's vital for anybody within Montgomery County. I have with us uh, Lieutenant Kent Washington. He's with uh, Precinct 3, and he's coming to talk to us about uh, that specific area and the things that we're needing to see within our community and assist the police officers so they can do their job. Vamos a hablar hoy con el teniente, el señor Ken Washington. Él está en el precinto número 3 del área de Montgomery y él se encarga de trabajar con la comunidad. Y vamos a hablar con él referente a las cosas que están pasando en el área del precinto 3. Si usted vive en el precinto 3, por favor, ponga mucha atención porque esto va con usted para que usted se pueda informar. But first, I would like to go ahead and say thank you to First Financial Bank for their support. They have been with us since 1900s, and they're here to stay. They're, help, they're helping us with everything of our finances and in regards to applying for loans, for anything that is, you know, uh, savings, checking accounts, anything. Reach them at uh, 936-439-1800, 936-439-1800. They're there to help the community, to help us unify, to get your loans and start. If you try to get a house and you don't have an IT, uh, uh, Social Security, you're able to reach them with an the ITN number. They have a program that you can qualify up to $400,000 for your dream house. Again, contact them, 936-439-1800. Y quiero dar las gracias nuevamente a First Financial Bank. First Financial Bank están con nosotros desde 2800 prácticamente. Están trabajando con la comunidad. La señora Susie Woods se encarga del departamento de financiamiento. Si usted está interesado en comprar una casa y usted no tiene papeles, está en proceso de migración y tiene un ITN number, contáctela, que ellos tienen un programa específicamente para personas como usted que desea tener su hogar. El número de teléfono de ellos es eh, 936-439-1800. Nuevamente, 936-439-1800. Llámelos, ellos están a la disposición. Recuerde, First Financial Bank está al alcance de su sueño americano. Sir, thank you for being with us. It's a pleasure and an honor having you, sir, because really, 
we needing this feedback from the community. I wish every lieutenant, every captain, every <laughs> constable <laughs> will come to us and say, we need to talk to your community. And that's something that I really appreciate, Lieutenant. Thank you for being with us. Jenny, thank you very much for having me here. I appreciate the time uh, that you've taken to reach out to me and speak to me and talk to me. Uh, it helps us out on our end uh, with this community outreach project that uh, Constable Ryan Gable has been uh, working on. I've been working on for him and, and trying to you know get involved with the community and try to express our concerns and trying to make sure everyone's on the same path moving forward. Ok, el teniente me acaba de dar las gracias por haberlo invitado, también me dice que es básicamente para poder trabajar en lo que se llama en la, la, el outreach de la comunidad, tener a todo el mundo junto bajo el mucho techo, él trabaja bajo el constable Gables, que es uno de los señores que está trabajando constantemente con la comunidad y le mando muchos saludos, y básicamente él está aquí para poder darnos la información que necesita que nosotros sepamos. Pero vamos a hablar con él acerca de su vida personal porque es bien interesante. You know, the Hispanic community were very noisy. And we would like to know if you're married, you have kids, how long are you being with the community? You know, what is your, you know. And I know, I know that, you know, people know you, but, you know, we, we're noisy. So I'm so sorry about that. But I start, what brought you into the, the, as a police officer? I know that you have a big background. And if you can go ahead and talk to us about that, I will appreciate it. Because they want to feel like, I guess it's like, we want to feel that you're a human being like all of us. You know, <laughs> they see you like up there. And <laughs> well, I know you've already asked me earlier, and I know when I'm in the community speaking, um, obviously I stand out because I'm 6'9". Exactly. 260. <laughs> you know, I drink milk. Um, you, you know, it, it's, it's, yes, I have three kids. I have three girls, uh, and I'm married. Uh It's it's been a very long journey. Um, you know, my, my oldest kids, their mom's from Mexico. Okay. So I, I do speak a little Spanish. That's another reason I'm engaged with the community a lot. Okay. Um, so I know people ask me questions, and I'll answer those questions in Spanish. So, so yo, yo tengo tres niñas. Tres niñas. Tres, sí, ex-novia, ex-esposa de Monterrey, México. Ajá, Monterrey, México. Sí, yo tengo la familia en Surinto, Texas, en Monterrey, claro, sí, pero... Aquí en Texas, en Houston específico, uh, cuando uh, trabajando en las vecinas, claro, mm -hmm. sí. Y hablando con los gentes aquí, es importante, yo sabes, uh, sí, yo soy policía, pero yo tengo familia también. Exactamente, español. exactamente. So it's very important that they know I speak Spanish a lot of times because when we have two deputies show up on scene, exactly. and the one who has the Spanish last name, exactly. he may not speak English, but, but I understand enough to understand what's going on. Exactly. So uh, it's not, you know, in the 21 years of doing this job, and I've been doing it 21 years from the highway patrol, I was a state trooper for a couple of years, and then, of course, working for the city in Pflugerville and now working here for Constable Ryan Gable for the last 10 years. You know, it's not uncommon you'll see me show up on the scene to try to help my deputies out. Thank you so much, sir. Eh, como saben, habla español. Es un poquito español y lo necesita hablar porque realmente está todo el tiempo en contacto con la comunidad. Es una persona completamente eh, humana. Es humano. Él tiene tres hijas. Él tiene una esposa. Él tiene su, su, su vida. Él hizo su vida aquí todo. Nació acá y se crió acá. Y él ha estado constantemente ayudando y ya trabajó en Fluorville. By the way, my cousin is in Fluorville. Uh, <laughs> eh, y de allí se vino a trabajar con el constable Ray, eh, eh, acá, el, el constable del precinto 3. Él dice que todo el mundo le pregunta, le pregunta si él habla, dice que muchas veces llega a un lugar y el, el, el oficial que tiene el, el, el nombre, el nombre, apellido, el apellido en, en español, hispano, no habla español y a, él, a veces le toca hablar y solucionar porque 
la persona que está con él no habla el español y él habla su poquito español y sabe cómo, cómo dirigirse a las comunidades y qué es lo que tiene que hacer. Sir, one of the main reasons that, I, that you came is because we need to talk about everything that is going on that is blocking your work, oh, which so is a much. lot of stuff. <laughs> And we're going to go step by step yeah. because basically the Hispanic community is so afraid of everything that is going on wrong, mm -hmm. especially when they see a uniform. They don't even understand what is a constable, what is a sheriff, what's a deputy. And then the top, the, the top of that, they're seeing eyes. Ice. They're not ice. And that's what I'm trying to get this message so much high to everybody that I spoke with. It's like, ice is not after y'all. They're not going to come and knock on your door because they don't have the manpower. So the only thing I can tell you is that if you're needing help, police in blue, they're able to help you. Well, there's so many different roles of responsibility. It's not so much even that's a Spanish thing. It's just everyone thing. Everyone trying to understand whose roles and responsibilities Uh, you know, of course, the federal agents and federal government has their own job or responsibilities. Exactly. The FBI, it's ICE, it's Customs, it's Immigration, it's exactly. DEA. Mm -hmm. They have their own jobs, right? Mm -hmm. When you start getting to what we call uniform law enforcement, the people we see every day. Exactly. Like, like your state troopers, you know, the constable's office, the sheriff, or it's local city police like Conroe or Houston. Our roles are more localized, exactly. right? It has nothing to do with... Deportion. Exacto. Exacto. Y es lo que está diciendo claramente. Siempre he expresado esto y lo voy a volver a expresar. Y el señor, el Utena lo acaba de decir, el teniente lo acaba de decir. El teniente dice claramente que cada, cada en, el, en el sistema de los Estados Unidos, cada, cada departamento tiene su propia faceta, su propio trabajo. Tal departamento, tal FBI, tal la CIA, está este, el departamento de Homeland Security, está este, lo que se llama eh, migración, tal, lo, esto, cada, cada quien tiene un diferente, Patrol, todos tienen un trabajo diferente. Pero lo que se llama la policía a nivel de Montgomery, a nivel de Harris County, ellos tienen un trabajo completamente más cercano a la población. El trabajo es de asistir, ayudar y proveer, proveer servicio comunitario que es lo que está haciendo el señor Ken Washington. El servicio comunitario implica muchas cosas. Entonces, hay cosas que nosotros tenemos que entender que ellos no tienen la capacidad, ni la habilidad, ni el derecho de deportar a nadie. Así que ellos no van a tocarle la puerta para deportarlo. Ellos no van a tocarle la puerta para ponerlo, para, para, para llevarlo a inmigración. Si usted tiene un problema de, de policía, ellos van a tocar su puerta y van a tocar la puerta porque quieren saber, quieren hablar con usted. Pero mientras tanto, ni siquiera van a tocar la puerta suya. Ellos van a hablar con las personas directamente. Ellos van a sentarse a dialogar. Y es, that's what we're trying. We're going to go ahead and talk. You know, the main reason is they, want to, they need to understand is that you guys are here to talk, to solve issues, to serve the community, not to deport anybody, not to take anybody to jail, unless you have an issue with them, unless there's a warrant and they're looking for right. your arrest. But, but that's like different. That. That's, that's a different because a crime exactly. has been committed. A crime that has been committed, exactly. As long as, mientras que ustedes no tengan <clears throat> ningún tipo de crimen eh, y su récord esté limpio y no hayan tenido ningún problema, ellos no tienen que por qué hablar con usted. Ahora, Now, you guys don't need to talk to them, but they need to talk to you when there's a crime. Sí, es importante cuando los gentes tienen problema, uh, un poco grande problema, llamar a policía. So, like, uh, you know, when someone breaks in the house, or exactly. they're fighting with their kids, or there's fraud, you know, you need to call us. You know, one of the things we found out during our research, and it was nothing new to me, 
you know, 21 years of doing this job, we knew that one of the 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 areas in our community that was not reporting crime. Okay. You know, for example, I think we talked about this. Harris County has roughly 5 million people mm-hmm. you know, between the city and the county, roughly 5 million people. I guess two, a little over 2 million of them are Hispanic, right? Okay. Out of those 2 million, 2.5 million, we'll say 40% don't speak English. Exactly. And now you're looking at right around 700,000 people, right? 600,000, we'll say, for, for example. So out of that 700,000, 40% of them, which is like 350,000 are not reporting crime. And well, that's worst. Why is that a problem? Why is that a huge issue? It's because if there's the same person in the community that's committing a crime, and we have all these people saw and know who that person is, and they don't report it, when he go to other parts of the community and commit crime, whether it's in a white, black, Hispanic, and he keeps Asian doing community, it, and nobody says anything, we could have stopped it a long time ago. And that's the, the downside, because now we're seeing so many other crimes that are happening, like the human trafficking, sex trafficking, people's people's money being taken from them because they don't put it in their banks, which is one of the things you know exactly. we learn in the Hispanic community. Because they can, they, what happens is that they're used to either keeping their money in mm-hmm. the bottom of the, of the, of the, of the uh, mattress. mattress. That's that's the way of keeping it in yeah. because they cannot now and then of course when they come over here it's so hard for them to open a bank account. So that's what they do. You know, they get cash and they put it in a bottom of you know, people walk into their house, houses and steal the stuff or even, you know, the abuse of the coyotes and abuse of mm-hmm. anything that is going around right now. That's a lot of things that I'm seeing it and people don't want to report it. You know what I mean? Uh el, el señor Ken Washington, el lieutenant Ken Washington acaba de decir algo bien claro. Nosotros en el área de, de Harris County, por lo menos, hay alrededor de 5 millones, o sea, un poquito alrededor de, 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 de los que, habitantes que viven en esa área. De allí, dos por lo menos son hispanos. De ahí, por lo menos 350 mil personas no reportan recrimen. ¿Por qué no reportan? Porque tienen miedo a migración, tienen miedo a todas las cosas. Y lo peor que está pasando es que muchos de los que están pasando para el área de Montgomery, que están en el área, tampoco lo están reportando. Entonces, tenemos el mismo persona, por ejemplo, una persona que asalta, va a una casa y, re, y reportan ahí, pero en la otra casa robó a todas las, todas las, toda la comunidad, pero ustedes no están reportando que esa persona, y ya saben quién es, la, está haciendo el crimen. Porque tienen miedo ustedes de que haya retaliación entre ustedes o tienen miedo ustedes a que emigración venga y eso no va a pasar. Eso es lo que él dice. Necesita reportarse todos los tipos de casos de crimen. Sea crimen de robo, sea asalto sexual, sea tráfico de niños o tráfico de mujeres, si usted lo está viendo. Sea, este, ¿cómo se llama? Fraude. Fraude. Sea imposición de, 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 de un tipo de, de, de dinero. Usted de casualidad cruzó para acá con un coyote, y se lo voy a decir bien claro. Usted tiene que abrir la boca si el coyote está abusando de usted, y lo voy a decir bien claro. I'm telling them, if they cross with a coyote, they have to open their mouth because the coyote sometimes, they're so abusive, they want more money, they want more money, and they, they have threatened them with life. We're not giving you your, your, your family member until the, the thing is paid. Mm-hmm. And those are the cartels. Mm-hmm. And that's what is going on right now. People don't want to talk because they're afraid. If we talk, they're going to kill us. They're going to kill our family members. They're going to retaliate against us. And, of course, ISIS is going to get involved. Mm-hmm. So that, that's, that's, the, that's, what they're, that's what they're afraid. Well, even, even a lot of times on the federal level, they still need to know. 
It's not because, you know, there's so many changes. Just keep. I, I don't work for the feds, but I do know things are fluid right now. Exactly. And they've been fluid probably for 10, 15 years now because we're seeing such huge numbers of people coming across the border with different issues, just totally different issues. Exactly. But we need them to report. Here on a local level, we need the community to understand, like, hey, we're here for you. We, we, we're trying to protect you mm-hmm. from the crimes that are happening, but you have to tell us what's happening. You know, we have all this information in English, and we're trying to hear Constable Gable's office trying to get it translated into Spanish so people understand. Though know, something as simple as a phone number, something as, as a, a, a abuse line, exactly. or runaway line, runaway line, and just reach it out to us, and, and and it's just not happening. You know, it's not happening. And, and another reason, yeah, keep in mind the numbers, just so many. Mm-hmm. So I can tell ten thousand today, I'll have thirty thousand tomorrow. tomorrow. Wow. Whereas, yeah. Básicamente la, ellos están dándole los, la, la, las maneras de cómo en, la, en el precinto del, del Constable Gables ellos traducen todo, todo, todo lo que se necesita usted saber al español de manera que usted se pueda comunicar, pero el problema es que ustedes no los están haciendo. Entonces, él puede contar, él, él sabe lo, lo, mediante los rates quiénes están reportando y quiénes están reportando. También dice que eh, cuando también sean cosas como fraude y son cosas como emigración, cosas federales y eso, eso también se tiene que reportar, porque si no se reporta, no hay manera de acabar con ese tipo de problemas, sobre todo los problemas que de la gente que está llegando del, de la frontera para acá. Aquí se está pasando gente a, a Conroe o al área de Montgomery o a Harris County, se están pasando de la frontera para acá y se han quedado a vivir aquí, aquí, están viviendo con nosotros. Y hay muchas, hay muchas necesidades, sí, hay muchas pero si tiene problemas en estos momentos con algún tipo de vandalismo, algún tipo de acuso, tiene que reportarlo. Usted no tiene que pasar por traumas psicológicos y mentales o físicos porque usted no quiere reportar a la policía que una persona le está haciendo un daño. Eso es lo que él quiere. Él quiere que todo sea reportado y tiene que ser reportado específicamente. Entonces voy a preguntarle ahora, Sir, you're saying they need to report it specifically. Like, for example, they saw vandalism in a place. Mm-hmm. And uh, they know that that person does that all the time within mm-hmm. the apartment. Just, for example. They go, in, they go into the cars, they break on the cars, and people just walk away with the radios and the stuff. And they know already who's doing it. Correct. But they're not, they don't want to do it because they're afraid of retaliation. How, are you guys able to maintain that the information anonymous? Well, r- reports can be... Um, They can be anonymous. Okay. And we've always had that feature. If, if you want to make a report anonymous, you can. Um, but even if it's not anonymous, you still have to do a request, and then we don't we don't just release information to people. You know, you do a report, that information, you, we just don't release it to people in general. Um, but if you want to report a crime anonymously, you can do that. Uh, that's another reason we're trying to expand our community engagement team, now the Hispanic community engagement team, mm-hmm. to also be there to answer questions when people call in. We get those calls. I'll get them, get them in my office. And we have, you know, when I started here, we only had one deputy that spoke Spanish. Now I think we have 10. Okay, good. Uh, so we try to make sure there are deputies available to, ask, to address those questions and concerns. So it's important when the people have a problem, they call the office because I have other deputies working in the office and they speak Spanish too. Sí. Uh, también es específico tú quieres como dice uh, anonymous en español mantenerlo y él dice que si quiere mantenerlo anónimo usted quiere reportar un caso que usted está viviendo o que algo está pasando en su hogar o algo está pasando fuera que está interrumpiendo su vida normalmente lo puede hacer anónimamente puede llamar por teléfono y 
eh, tienen las líneas. Ellos, él tiene, al, al principio, cuando él comenzó levantando líneas, era una sola, una sola persona contestando las llamadas en español. Ahora tiene 12, o 10 o 12, 10, 10 o 12. Sí, I believe we have 10 now. Tiene 10 eh, eh, oficiales trabajando en ese, en ese departamento para poder contestar sus llamadas, para poder, usted no tiene que dar su nombre, no tiene que decir quién es. Lo puede hacer en, anónimamente y en español. Ellos tomarán el reporte e investigarán, porque tienen que investigar. Y eso es, y, y otra cosa, cuando se hace un reporte policíaco, no es a cualquiera que ellos le dan el, el caso. O sea, una persona puede venir y pedir el caso. No, no, no. ¿Quién eres tú? Tienes que ser la víctima o el victimario para poder que ellos te den la copia de ese caso. No, no pueden, el caso no se puede soltar. Así es que la información suya va a ser confidencial donde ellos no van a dar esa información a nadie para que usted esté en riesgo. Ellos es lo que menos quieren que usted esté en riesgo. Casualmente ellos quieren que usted reporte. Sea que usted vea una persona robando, entrando a los carros y rompiendo, haciendo vandalismo en los apartamentos, donde usted esté, reporte a esa persona, tome fotos si puede, de lejos, pero no se acerque al ladrón, por favor, no se acerque, no se ponga en riesgo. Tome fotos, tome vigiles, si usted tiene cámaras, ya ha visto una cosa rara, por favor, grabe las cámaras, mire las fotos, todo lo que son videos, eso le ayuda al, al oficial uh -huh. para prueba de que ese, esa persona tiene que estar bajo cárcel. Así que con las pruebas en mano, usted puede meter a un criminal en una cárcel y usted estar segura de que no va a volver a pasar eso en su comunidad. Usted está haciendo un pilar de ayuda para la policía y para la comunidad. Basically, they're helping the community whenever they're doing this. They, they, they're, 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 they're helping the community and they're helping themselves from being, you know, actively, you know, uh, victims, you know. Well, to, to just get them engaged, you know. Um, and again, I, I'm going to refer to this again because we everything we already do in English, what, where I'm trying to engage is like when people have this community events, you know, Takari uh, Aranda's, you know, for as long as I've been here, the one off 45 is, has been pretty open about helping and engaging, you know, whenever we have questions during community events. We ask them, we say, hey, look, invite us out to an event. You know, if you're having something at the apartment, if you're having a, a HOA meeting or whatever. And, and of course, Montgomery County is not as big as, as Harris County when you exactly. talk about the Spanish community. But if we can engage with them now and head Early. these things off now, then we build the bridges and the platforms for later. And exactly. that's what my job is right now. Okay, el trabajo de él es hacer lo que se llama encargarse de reunir o unir a las comunidades. Él va a cualquier evento que haya que se necesite un oficial para que hable con la comunidad al respecto de cualquier tipo de tópico que sea tanto de robo, mano armada, etc. Él puede hablar de todo eso con ustedes. Pero ustedes tienen que invitarlo. Dice que la comunidad él ha tenido muchos, ¿cómo se llama?, eh, varias veces he ido con las taquerías arandas. Las taquerías arandas han sido muy, muy pacientes y muy buenos los dueños para poder abrir el, el, el foro para que la gente llegue y hable con los policías. Él puede ir a cualquier... Estos eventos usted, son de, 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 de uniones de reuniones sociales comunitarias para poder entonces ayudarlos a ustedes como eh, este, ciudadanos de la comunidad a entender y cómo resolver los problemas legales que hay en la comunidad que a ustedes les están afectando. Eso es lo que él quiere, él viene, esa es parte de su trabajo. Por eso que él está aquí hoy día, porque él necesita que ustedes entiendan que él está sirviendo a la comunidad para poder dar la información correcta y cómo usted puede informarse. Y repito, toda la información que tiene el oficial Washington, el lieutenant Washington, toda la información la tiene en español e inglés. 
O sea que no puede decir que no la entiende, la va, la va a poder entender. Y usted puede hablar con sus hijos al respecto. Este, sir, my big, big is that whenever their kids are in drugs, I have a lot of those questions. And eventually I'm doing a session on drug abuse mm -hmm. soon with my empowerment sessions because they don't know how to cope with the their their children most of the parents are working two three jobs in order to mm -hmm. support their house and then when it turns to the age of 15 16 the kids go into either drugs or you know any type of you know substance whether it's in marijuana or the way to the legal ones even You know, right now, fentanyl, I, I know of a couple of ladies that lost their kids due to fentanyl. Mm -hmm. One of them was a friend of mine for many years. She He died about three years ago mm -hmm. on fentanyl. And and it, it is scary. So I'm trying to do those type of empowerment sessions. So the officers like you or, you know, people that are in, the, in nursing or doctors are able to show them the damage that that dog that the the drugs do in their bodies mm -hmm. and how to prevent or how to recognize this you know if their child is out of control like stealing them robbing them doing any type of because it happens a lot sir doing any type of uh, uh you know i have a lady that her son used to beat her up mm -hmm. so i you know they're afraid of reporting this stuff how can we make that easy for them sir Well, one, you have I'm to report it. And I mean, so we have to be very realistic is that, you know, society has changed, not just everyone else, in the, but the Hispanic community as well. You know, you don't have the two households with mom and dad every there. Exactly. And that, that of course, um, in itself is an issue when you're trying to raise kids, especially a bunch of kids and they're out listening. So it's a, it's a problem. But, you know, law enforcement when we show up we're trying to answer questions and provide guidance so if there's not a crime that, that's been committed we just try to direct to resources to be able to help and you know a, abundant harvest who have, have asked questions with later and, and engage with them and um of course you know you have the women's center who who's helped because you know you have moms who are abused by adult kids mm -hmm. you know you have some of your local churches um who who are also trying to engage so it's there are a lot of different resources try to engage with the frustrations kids are having because they're not receiving the the attention or someone's uh, watching observe what they're doing or sports they may not be involved with sports exactly and a lot of these things when they don't have something to keep them engaged and they go seek alternative means so Obviously, mom or dad, if, if there's not two parents in the house, you can call us and we can help them direct them to resources. But if a crime has been committed, they, need to they have to report the crime and then work the process as far as letting them those that play out. Exactly. You know, and that's it's not just in, in, in you know, the English speaking community, it's the Spanish community exactly. as well. You know, if, uh, you, you can't feel like you're hostage. Exactly. Right, on you your can't home live house. in your house as a you hostage. Know? And exactly. a lady called from there were some apartments off of uh, it was Rayford and Oakhurst, I believe, and she called and uh, she I believe her son, her adult son, mm. I think he was 16, was dealing drugs out of the apartment, and he'd been there for months, right? And uh, sh she didn't want to call because she was worried about immigration. Exactly. Right. Uh, and the dad, I believe the dad was still living in Central America, whatever the situation be, but she had two small kids at the house. Exactly. And I'm like, you know, you, um, she can't live like this. She's got to report the crime. I can't just go in her house. Now, if I catch him, yes. Yeah, that's different. But, but if I don't catch him and he's in there and you want him out, you know, one, you don't want to be evicted because they're going to treat it just like anything else. 
But two, we're not here to deport you. We're trying to help you. Exactly. And if, if him going to jail is what's going to take that problem out of the house so you can focus on your other kids, it's fine. And then we can start worrying about getting him other resources to try to help exactly. him. But you have to keep in mind, once he's an adult, he starts making those decisions. If he doesn't listen to mom or dad, they won't make you think he doesn't listen to me. Exactly, sir. So, that's that's something that I was think, talking this morning with one of our community leaders. He was telling me in the phone that the 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 type of uh, learning experiences and the education doesn't come from outside from school. It comes from the home. And if we don't give those at home to our kids, there's no way those kids are going to be able to learn when they're outside. Mm-hmm. The, you know, that the respect, the love, the care, the integrity, the, you know, honesty, you know, all those basic stuff that our parents teach us when we're little, those are the ones that are being loose with this generation, this crystal regeneration is just breaking in pieces, sir, because it's not like our generations. I'm, I'm, I'm Generation X, sir. I'm, I'm 56, and I'm probably able to say tell you that my our generation built up the the, the communications. We did all the stuff for for to easy down further generations, but now I. I feel that we're regretting that we have done that because this is breaking our generations instead of building them. You know what I mean? They're able to get through the internet a lot of stuff or through the internet they're able to do a lot of wrong stuff as well. So it is hard to say that these kids are having a center, a parent that is center-wise caring for them, that is able to take the time and to read, to talk to them about civics, to talk about the government, to talk about how to protect themselves. So there's not that many parents that are concentrated to do that. Not that many parents because they haven't had, you know, generation millennials and generation C or generation A that is coming on. They don't have that connection. They have to go back to the basis, and that's when it comes, like you just said, the resources and the people that are helping. Estamos hablando ahorita mismo con el, el oficial uh, Washington referente a que hay muchos padres de familia que están teniendo problemas en casa con sus hijos, con problemas de adicción, problemas de, de drogas, sobre todo tráfico de drogas o drogas inquiridas. Automáticamente tenemos que ver estos factores como cosas eh, muy, muy cruciales porque sabemos que Depende de la comunidad de que estos jóvenes que están en estos vicios o en este tipo de ramal de, 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 de vicio este, puedan dársele la solución adecuada a sus necesidades, tanto emocionalmente como eh, liderazgo, como enseñarles la verdad de lo que es salirse del, de la venta de drogas, salirse de las drogas, ayudarlos, encaminarlos. Y hay muchas organizaciones por eso se le dice que cuando usted, si ve, por lo menos, ella puso el ejemplo de una señora que agarró y reportó al hijo que tenía 16 años por vender drogas este, en los apartamentos. Y ella tuvo que hacerlo porque no tenía otra, otra, por otra opción, no le quedó otra opción. Pero su, al principio ella no lo hizo por el miedo de migración, por el miedo de tantas cosas. Pero al hacer esto, ella puede ayudar a su hijo, que su hijo se salga de ese trabajo. Pueda, si tiene que pagar con cárcel lo que hizo porque está mal, tiene que pagarlo. Y al mismo tiempo renovar su vida y poder ser un mejor ciudadano para la comunidad. Pero al mismo tiempo, él dice que hay problemas cuando el hijo no está ayudando al padre o el padre no está ayudando al hijo a crecerse, a educarlo. Y le digo yo que eso es lo que estemos hablando hemos hablado mucho en este programa sobre los problemas generacionales que hay, donde la generación de cristal se está rompiendo. Y lo que está pasando es que estamos teniendo niños con deficiencias en vez de eficiencias. 
En el sentido de que los jóvenes no están aprovechando al máximo, al máximo lo que los padres le han podido enseñar. Porque no hay un solo padre sentado en la casa guiándolos. Los padres están trabajando dos o tres trabajos y tienen que llegar y no hay algo donde el niño se pueda desarrollar. Entonces él dice que él tiene, ellos tienen, la policía tiene una comunidad de, de, de organizaciones que están trabajando para educar al joven, para sacar al joven de droga, sea ir a, a terapia o si no está en droga, llevarlo a jugar basquetbol, béisbol, alguna actividad de, deportiva, mantenerlo al día, hacerlo voluntario, trabajando con la comunidad. Es decir, si el joven está pasando por todo esto, la única manera es que usted se comunique con ellos y usted les diga, tengo este problema, no sé cómo solucionarlo, este, tengo mi, estoy en procesos legales o no tengo papeles, ellos van a entender. Y automáticamente al hacer usted eso, ellos le pueden dar a usted lugares como Safe Harbor, como este, el Centro de Mujeres de Violencia Doméstica, porque aquí, lo he dicho, y hice un show la semana pasada sobre eso, la violencia doméstica no solamente es hombre con mujer, también padre con hijo o también hijos con padres. Hay todo tipo de violencia doméstica. Entonces, eso es lo que hay que hacer. Buscar al centro de, comuni de comunitarios donde se le pueda ayudar y asistir. Y lo hay. Y, la, y la, la oferta de ayudarlo a mejorar la vida y la calidad de vida de su, de su casa. Usted no puede estar encerrada en su propia casa como si fuera usted eh, la, 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 la persona que está pagando una culpa. Está encarcelada porque su hijo o porque su hija ha tomado las riendas del hogar y está haciendo lo que le da la gana. Eso no es así. Usted es el padre, entonces usted tiene que poner su manera de pensar y decir, ¿sabes qué? Aquí no acepto drogas, aquí no acepto este tipo de vida, te voy a reportar a la policía, voy a buscar la asistencia para que nos ayude como familia a que podamos resolver esto. Y tiene que hacerlo. And basically, the hardest part is reporting your child to the police, but if it has to be done, it has to be done, sir. And, and the worst thing is that my mother used to tell me all the time, when things are bad, We're able to fix them. There's always a fix for everything that is bad. Whether it's corrected through the law's informants or it's corrected by you because you wanted ter family therapy, family union, for everything. There's always a solution for everything. Mm -hmm. But the Hispanic community is not doing it. And, and, and I'm trying to, you know, you, you and I, we both, there's a bunch of people over there that are trying to work it's for just, that. It's so different now because uh, I remember growing up in Southwest Houston, um, and, and you know, the, the lady who lived across the street from a very nice lady, she was from Columbia, and the ladies who lived, you know, on the other side of the apartment complex, they were from El Salvador. And then the ladies who worked at my dad's uh, shop for him, you know, they were from um, Honduras, I believe, if I remember correctly. But, you know, even though they technically were single-parent households, exactly. you know, that would come up from Central America, or he would come from working the trucks on the trips all the time, mm -hmm. and you know, he laid down the rules of the house, and mm -hmm. you know, you're gonna follow these rules of this house, you know, I love you, so on. Cause it, it's difficult in itself to have two parents in the house, but one parent, but even when they're engaged a little bit, and, and that's what the, 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 some of the changes I've seen, and of course the church, the church has been a big one, and I don't think people really understand. That's I saw it, I watched it with my own eyes, you know, with my godparents in Laredo and me living in San Antonio, I watched how this transition where kids were not going to church. So, well, what does that got to do with anything? Well, I say a lot of your base foundation for the family organization came to church and those traditional values 
from the Hispanic community, from the church, just like the early American Because history. they're looking for something, sir. Correct. And they're looking for something that they're not going to find with material things. Of course, I'm Christian, and probably yeah. you are. Basically, we believe that what we're searching for Correct. is right here. Correct. It's right here, and it goes in connection. Correct. You know what I mean? So whenever this is healed, this can things things better you know what i mean and that's what that's what we have to do and i understand that part and it's hard it is really hard yeah but and in I, your times and in my times yeah things were not as chaotic as the world that is right now <laughs> that is true um i i don't it, it's not that these issues didn't exist before mm -hmm. the difference now is that they can see the issue so much faster with social media Exactly. It, it's instant. instant. Everything is instant. Yeah. Exactly. Correct. And that's why the that's why the crystal generation, which are the last three generations, we're basically thinking, you know, everything has to be done now. Yes, ahora, now, in estos momentos. You know, they cannot wait. There's no waiting time because they're used to see everything visual. Mm -hmm. So the minute I'm wondering, the minute they take the in, the minute that there's no internet in this world, <laughs> what happens? Oh my gosh, so they're gonna be getting calls from suicidal teams. And basically that's what it is because we're I seen babies, babies scream at their moms because they don't have the TV, the, the cellular in their hands. Mm -hmm. That's what's going on. Okay. That's the cellular is the day the nanny. Here mm -hmm. it is. And that's so wrong. It is so wrong, sir. Yeah. That's what we're building right now. And that's 20 years from now, you and I we're gonna be in our lives, you know, retire almost out. And these younger generations will not know how to how to use the always yes the <laughs> how to communicate and you know I was I was giving a, a, a class of um, uh, the other day I was called to go to one of the high the junior highs to talk about my my career career day and one of the things I told the kids the biggest and the the big thing that the, any company is looking for right now is for great communicators. Mm -hmm. And great communicators are not developed by watching the internet and being like that all the time. They need to lift their heads and start, instead of texting their mom saying, hello mom in the phone, calling them. Dialing the phone to call like you used to do or when the, your parents used to tell you, no, 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 you're going outside, you're going to be outside until 7 o'clock at night out. And, you know, there was no there was no internet or nothing. I don't want you here until, meet, until time true. to lunch, you know, because we had to go to school and after that come home, play, do whatever we need, then take a shower at 7 o'clock, do your homework, go to bed, mm -hmm. you know. That's, that's the rule. We have a, a schedule to be community involved mm -hmm. um, and then we had to go to church. We, we were forced to go to church. Mm -hmm. You know, the Hispanic community, my father forced us to go to church. We didn't, <laughs> we had no choice, okay? It was his rules, and thanks the Lord that yeah. he did that because we were able to found what? The community, the youth groups mm -hmm. that are in the church that do so many activities, and that's what is helping them. Mm -hmm. You know, and there's, there's groups for like addicts that I personally was able to get involved. Cornerstone is one of them, the biggest mm -hmm. one in, 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 in Woodlands. And they help kids with issues, with drug addict, mm -hmm. drug addict issues. They help them. There's a lot of groups that are doing that. So there's, you know, that's what we're looking for, for them to understand, but it's really hard. It's just, I think it's the barrier. There's a big barrier and that needs a lot of injection from the, from the or. Well, or multiple higher. sources exactly. have to engage. Mm -hmm. Eso, it, it's important. Porque es los, los problemas para los, los jovenitos aquí. Let, mm -hmm. Let's see. Uh, no sé quién habla con problemas. 
Who do I speak with? Who do I speak with about my Con quien hablo, exactamente. No, and then they don't want to talk to their parents. They want to talk nope. to somebody else. They just, nope. And I know that. I know. There's what social media There's a social media. Yeah. So the, the social media was destructing them, period. Yeah. Okay, básicamente lo que estamos hablando es, el problema es en el sentido de que no hay comunicación de los jóvenes con sus padres. No hay comunicación del, de, de dejar el teléfono a un lado y dejar la media a un lado y sentarse a hablar como familia una vez a la semana. No hay, no hay búsqueda de las iglesias, como dice el, el oficial Washington. No estamos buscando nuestras iglesias, nuestras raíces, porque en los grupos de las iglesias hay un montón de, de programas que la iglesia ofrece, tanto para la madre como para el padre bíblicamente, y encima de eso para los jóvenes, grupos de jóvenes grandísimos que hay en todas las iglesias, para mantener al joven ocupado mentalmente en otras cosas que no sean drogas. Eso le ayudaría a usted bastante, Leon, darse mucho del peso de lo que usted tiene cargando. Y he visto, he visto erróneamente muchos padres de familias que piensan que el celular o la computadora es el babysitter de la computadora, es el niño, la niñera del niño. Si el niño está llorando, vamos a pasarle el, el, baby, el, el, la, el televisor o la, o la computadora o el tablet para que el niño pare de llorar. Eso no es criar a un niño. El niño va a llorar, que siga llorando, una buena nalgada y se le acabó. ¿Ok? Porque tienen, los niños los criamos nosotros. Hemos dejado de ser padres y estamos dejando que la, la tecnología agarre a nuestros hijos y la hunda, que eso es lo que está haciendo. Entonces, la tecnología la creamos nosotros, no ella nosotros. Ahí tienen que pensarlo ustedes. Y automáticamente por eso, como dice él, llamar por teléfono, comunicarse cuando tienen un problema grande y severo, ellos le asisten dando la información correcta para que usted pueda automáticamente tomar las decisiones correctas para su casa. Voy a tomar un break ahorita mismo de unos minutos y volvemos nuevamente con ustedes. I'm going to take a break uh, and I'm sorry, in a couple of minutes we'll be back with you guys and um, we'll talk a little bit more with Officer Washington. Thank you so much. Hi, this is Jenny with Voces en Acción. Let me talk to you guys about one of our sponsors, First Financial Bank. First Financial Bank can help your dream of becoming a homeowner true. The new affordable mortgage program at First Financial Bank can be a great option for those seeking to achieve this dream for themselves and their families. They are here to help you. For more information, call First Financial Bank at 936 439 1800 and discover how First Financial Bank can help you today. That is 936-439-1800. The American dream is at reach at First Financial Bank. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Hola, les habla Jenny de Voces en Acción y voy a hablar sobre un patrocinador de nosotros, First Financial Bank. First Financial Bank puede ayudar a cualquiera a hacer realidad un sueño de convertirse en propietarios de una casa. El nuevo programa de hipotecas asequibles de First Financial Bank puede ser una gran opción para quienes buscan alcanzar este sueño para ellos y sus familias. Ellos están aquí para ayudarle. Para obtener más información, llame al 936-439-1800 y descubra cómo First Financial Bank puede ayudarle hoy mismo. El número es 936-439-1800. El sueño americano está al alcance en First Financial Bank, prestamista de vivienda equitativa, miembro FIDC. Thank you so much for being on hold and, and, and we're back with uh, uh, Lieutenant um, Washington and we're talking in 
in getting on all these issues that are uh, profoundly mental issues. I keep telling everybody, um, I keep telling everybody within the United States and in the world that we have our pandemic is not COVID. Our pandemic is a mental issue. That's our main problem. And if that is not taken care of by every authority that is in the United States or anywhere in their countries where they're coming from, it's not going to be taken care of. It, the mental issue that a human being has after 2020 has grown 45% than what it was before. Okay, so now we're dealing in the top of the mental issue. We're dealing with drugs. We're dealing with all type of things that are not, you know, good, you know, domestic violence in the top of that. Now, you were saying to me um, that there's, uh, you, you guys are doing, a, a, I guess, a, a, a group of people that are in, engaged to assist, but that you have a lot of, in, in within the information that you were giving, a lot of people from Venezuela that are very well educated, and they will probably will be able to be part of the, that group that will be able to assist you going to the sites in, and doing interpretation or helping you with, uh, with uh, you know, bas basic assessments. Is that something that you guys are, you know, is Officer Gable going to go ahead and try to promote to make sure that this is federally funded for you guys or how you guys are doing this? to Constable Gable before about how to grow our outreach by leveraging. We have a victim service a victim service advocate who's Vicki Tompkins, and then we have Bruce Stewart who is our chaplain, and they're trying to work with other community partners to uh, reach out more to the community to help like with the mental health and the stressors, right? Well, one other area we had a conversation about a few months ago, um, and this started with a lady who was in our court. She was in our court trying to process her vehicle or whatever. Well, she's from Venezuela, mm -hmm. and she's been an attorney for almost 20 years, but the problem is trying to get her certification here in the U.S., and right now she's working, I think, for an engineering company, not because much as she was in Venezuela, but of course there are so many professionals here from Venezuela. Mm -hmm. So we're trying to come up with a plan to, even if it's a localized certification, we'll bring them in and train them Okay. to get them trained on things like uh, a victim service scene, a family violence, a disturbance, a fraud, or whatever, mm -hmm. where that they can come out and help us or even be that other le uh, leg to reach out on in the local community. Okay. Perfect. Because they already live here. They already live exactly. here. Some of them live in apartments. No one knows that. Knows no that. one knows that they're, they've are they been fully trained and doing this for several years in the home country. We're just trying to get that and be better use it here locally. Okay. Ellos lo que están tratando de crear una un tipo de ayuda asistencia comunitaria donde donde las personas que están necesitando asistencia automáticamente y eso lo acabo de mencionar anteriormente y quiero repetirlo. Cuando ustedes llaman por teléfono a la línea de teléfono de él, usted no tiene que esperar ni horas, porque ellos automáticamente pueden conseguir una persona en español, no se tienen que esperar tanto tiempo, para que sepa que cuando llaman es automáticamente que se les contesta cualquier tipo de pregunta que ustedes tengan si es una cosa que no es de urgencia ellos quizás puedan investigar y quizás le llamen más a tarde, porque usted tiene que dejar específicamente qué es lo que usted quiere saber y cómo y hablar en español y ellos se encargan de contestarle la llamada de acuerdo con la urgencia en la cual usted, ellos estén necesitando, al menos que haga una cosa muy grande, que haga una cosa en el condado, que, haga, que esté pasando en ese precinto grandísimo y que no puedan contestarle, pero es rara la vez porque tienen bastante ayuda en los teléfonos para poder tomar sus casos y sus preguntas. 
Dos, él está diciendo que hay muchas personas, muchos venezolanos que han emigrado y muchos de ellos son doctores, son abogados, tienen un montón de, de carreras en sus países, pero aquí, aquí no han podido ejercer por el solo sentido de que tienen que tomar la, la, los exámenes legales, toma mucho tiempo y todo lo demás, pero están quizás dispuestos a voluntariarse con la comunidad, sobre todo en el área de Rayford, que estamos hablando de Rayford South, Rayford, todo el área de Woodlands, la parte baja de Woodlands y la, la parte baja del lado de... Lado de como se va antes del 59 por el 99, toda esa área que es el precinto 3, ellos están viviendo ahí. Usted está, si usted me escucha, si usted es venezolano y usted sabe hablar inglés un poquito, ellos quieren hacer un tipo de programa. Él se habló, él, ellos hablaron con la persona encargada y con el chaplain de la, de la comunidad, del, 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 del precinto de ellos, automáticamente para que se pueda crear un programa de asistencia, de manera de que cuando hay una llamada de urgencia o hay una llamada donde se necesita tomar un tipo de assessment, un, un intake, como le dicen ellos, la persona vaya directamente con el oficial y se siente y hable con la persona y tome todos los datos y toda la información y la persona pueda hablar directamente en español. Esto es un programa que se va a dar en un entrenamiento. Este, el, el Consabo Gables quiere hacerlo para poder que las personas que quieran voluntariarse puedan entrar al programa certificación básica para poder hacer este tipo de trabajo. I know that um, prison one is the one with the mental health. Correct. Um, cuando hay, eh, este, le digo que hay, en, el, en el precinto uno está la línea de 800 del, del oficial Cash. Él tiene cinco, creo que son deputies, todos, tres de ellos hablan en español automáticamente en caso tal de que usted necesita para hablar en el precinto 1 de cosas, ellos tienen un número 800 en la, en la página de Montgomery, puede, decir, puede poner mctx.org y busca precinto 1 y ahí va a salir la línea de asistencia para problemas mentales. Si usted cree que tiene algún problema mental, alguien en su familia, eso incluye drogas, alguien está por matarse, quiere matar a alguien, no está bien, está depresivo, todos esos son signos de violencia doméstica, también pueden ser signos de problemas mentales. Llame por teléfono a esa línea. En mi website está, está automáticamente el número de teléfono del, del oficial este, Ken Washington y tiene las, la, los números de teléfono del precinto abajo para que usted pueda llamar. Puede poner un email también, es ken.washington.com arroba mctxorg y ahí puede con, com, comunicarse con él en español, él le contesta en español, él sabe hablar español un poquito y sabe leerlo también y puede ayudarlo, pero la cosa es que usted se comunique con nosotros, si usted no se comunica no podemos hacer nada por usted Sir, is there anything else that you want to talk to the community about that you would like to say before we close because we're, you're running out of time and I'm running out of time too <laughs> I, you know, I, I just want to um, tell the community, you know, if there are any questions, please reach out, even if they're not sure. Okay. You know, we'll get the speakers to them. You know, they can email us. We still, we also have a Facebook page. Okay. We have an Instagram page. We have a Twitter page. Those are our social media pages. And okay, People perfect. send us messages there. Uh, but if they have any questions, please reach out to us. If they want us to come out and speak to them at an event, uh, e even if we have to bring our guys out there, we'll do that. But, you know, that's what this is all about. I, I, we can't fix this by ourselves. We need your help. Everyone plays a part. Uh, law enforcement is just there to try to answer the criminal aspect most of the time uh, and just give us a call. Okay, sir. So the other thing before I go up, if they call and you give your address, they call you, they say, oh, you're in prison one. You guys do that or... 
you don't care. We can direct them. I mean, you, you it, direct it, them. So, it has to be in the precinct three that so they leave. So dispatch, right? when, dispatch? They, when they call dispatch at 936-760-5800, dispatch is listening to the call and they're figuring out what, well, I'm calling from Conroe. I'm calling from Magnolia. And they'll send, send them, them to the office. Send them directly to the, the yeah. specific. Okay. Cada vez que usted llama por teléfono al 911 o llama por teléfono a la línea de policía, automáticamente el despachador, o sea, los que los policías que están, automáticamente saben su dirección, saben su código postal y automáticamente está en el precinto que usted viva. Si usted vive en el precinto 1, lo llaman a precinto 1, si precinto 2, precinto 3, precinto 4, dependiendo de donde usted vive en el área de Montgomery. Ellos lo, lo, lo llevan a la persona encargada. Eso se encarga automáticamente. Pero de todos modos, digo, es una unión. Todos ellos se conectan. Si usted habla con el oficial Washington directamente, quiere preguntarle algo a él, él le puede decir dónde usted tiene que ir y qué es lo que usted tiene que hacer. Porque casualmente eso es. Es una unión, una unión común, común de todos. Él dice que ninguna pregunta es tonta. Usted puede llamar y preguntar. No no importa la pregunta que usted quiera, porque simple y sencillamente esa pregunta puede salvarle su vida o puede ponerlo a usted con más información para que tome el, las diferentes directivas sobre su vida y sobre las cosas que usted está haciendo. Bueno, nos despedimos ahorita mismo con Voces en Acción, siempre tratando de tener la, la información correcta para poderse las dar a ustedes. Nos pedimos, señor oficial Washington, muchas gracias. Dios me lo bendiga siempre, ¿ok? Sí, también. Eh, le doy las gracias al oficial Washington porque está con nosotros ahorita mismo y quiero que por favor se mantengan al tanto con Voces en Acción porque este próximo año vamos a comenzar a traer nuevos eventos, nuevas cosas en la comunidad. Les deseo por favor que pasen la mejor feliz Navidad del mundo, que todas sus familias y todos sus hogares estén llenos de paz y que si hay algún problema que tengan por favor llamen al 911 o llamen a su oficial de su precinto, llamen, no se queden callados porque aquí nadie es menos y nadie es más. Todos vivimos bajo el mismo techo y es que está arriba es el que nos cuida. Thank you so much for being with us in Voces in Action. Again, I will thank, thank Officer Washington for taking his time with us and for caring for the community. If you have any issues, call 911. Do not wait. Your, your phone call can be a lifetime saving of somebody. One, two, if you have a question, no question is done. All the questions that you have, ask them because that will help you to get the right information for your personal decisions and the decisions of your family. I would like to wish you a happy holidays season, and I will see you as soon as possible on our next chapter. Thank you so much for being with us in Voices in Action, and have a good, good day. Bye-bye. Hey, this is Jenny from Voces en Acción. First Financial Bank can help those who wish to purchase their own home but do not have a social security. Their IT and home loan can be a perfect option for those in that situation. They're able to be reached and they can help you at 936-439-8300. That number is 936-439-1800. The American dream, it is at the reach with First Financial Bank. First Financial Bank it is an equal housing lender, member of FIDC. Hola, soy yo, Jenny, de Voces en Acción, y vamos a hablar sobre nuestro patrocinador, First Financial Bank. First Financial Bank le puede ayudar a quienes desean comprar su propia casa, pero no tienen un número de seguro social. El préstamo hipotecario de ITN puede ser una opción perfecta para quienes están en esta situación. Estamos aquí para ayudarles, y los puede contactar al 936 439 1800. El número es 936-439-1800.
el sueño americano está al alcance con First Financial Bank, prestamista de vivienda adquisitiva, miembro FIDC.